Hi, everybody. We're back with another Piercer podcast. I'm Ryan Willette. I pierce at Precision Body Arts in Nashua, New Hampshire. And with me again, I have my friend Kendra. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Kendra. Hi, my name is Kendra Jane. I pierce at Dragon FX in West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, Canada. Canada, eh? <laughs> Sorry. So before we were talking about volunteering and scholarships, and today we're going to talk about uh, having realistic expectations based on what you see online. So Kendra mentioned something about uh, ear projects and how people can bring in a picture and, you know, it's a, it's a gorgeous picture. You know, a, a lot of people that, you know, Kendra and I personally know in the industry pump out some really fantastic material and we see it a lot on, on client cell phones, but sometimes they don't really understand the work, the time, uh, the money that goes into it. And, we just want to talk about having realistic expectations based on those things. So what was the, the point you were just making with me earlier, Kendra? Um, yeah, I have a lot of clients that will come in and be like, I want this really great ear project. It's gorgeous um, with this, this really expensive piece of jewelry. And it's sometimes really difficult to make them understand that, um, you know, that's great, but this project was seven or eight months in the making. So, you know, we pierced it with really basic jewelry. We made sure that it could heal. Then we took some measurements, and then we ordered that jewelry, and then it took four months for that jewelry to get here, and now you get to see that finished result. Um, and that can be really off-putting sometimes, but I think having those expectations before you come into it is so important. Yeah, it's important. You know, it's a, it's a subject that I, I keep bringing up in these podcasts. Is It's really just all about open communication with your clients. You don't want to try to pull a fast one or make them think that they can have whatever they want instantly because that's really not going to work out. I, I tend to see uh, newer piercers kind of pushing for get it all done in one sitting. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to pierce you with this really fancy gold piece of jewelry. Um, maybe it's not the, the most viable thing for healing, but it's a, it's a high ticket piece. I'm going to be able to put a cool picture on Instagram and, and people are going to recognize my name. But you want to think that you have to respect and take care of your clients. If you, uh, you know, do a high ticket project on someone and it doesn't work out very well, um, that client's going to be pretty disappointed in you. And chances are they, they might not come back. They might go somewhere else where, uh, you know, the, the piercer tends to focus less on the dollar or less on instant gratification and, and more on viable, healthy results. Uh, I 100% agree. I tend to be what I consider a very cautious piercer as, as a whole. So when I have people coming in that want three or four or five um, part, part projects put in their ear or things like that, you know, I talk about healing times and swelling and commitments, both not just to time frame. So, you know, sleeping for the next six months is going to be a bit tricky, but also to those financial investments. So, you know, you're going to be coming to see me every six weeks for the next year to downsize those properly, keep those piercings in, in proper alignment. Um, and I tend to go over that beforehand with all of my clients. Some of them decide not to get pierced, but a large majority of them I'm finding really respect the fact that I'm so open and I just don't want to take their money. Yeah, that I think clients really tend to appreciate hearing no. You know, as long as you say it in a way where you're educating them and, and you're kind of explaining why you have to turn it down, I think they really appreciate that. I've seen a lot of failed projects, you know, either walking through my door or, you know, pictures online or, or talking with other experienced piercers, you know, and, and sometimes people spend a lot of money because the client, uh, sorry, the, the piercer just didn't inform them that, yeah, that's that's really not going to be very easy to heal. So I would I would much rather tell a client, 
um, all right, you don't have ideal anatomy for this, or, you know, this can't all be done in one sitting, or, you know, I can pierce you with something similar to heal with, but, you know, what you're showing me in this picture is a, is a custom component. So, uh, I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's all about communication and just letting someone know, uh, we can do this for you. We can do this for you. But if you ask us to do this, you know, we're, we're going to have to decline because I don't think you're going to get a, a satisfactory result from it. Uh, exactly. And for me, a lot of that communication, too, comes down to to the lifestyle of my client. So, you know, if, if you're a hockey player or a football player, maybe let's work on some projects that aren't in your ears. Um, if you live 15 hours from me, you're not going to be able to come back from those checkups. And because of the location of my shop, those are things that are really, really important for me to know beforehand. Yeah, I think um, the the consultation is becoming a bit of a, a lost art. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, okay, so I don't know if it's the, the same way in Canada, but in the U.S. we have all these different reality shows on tattooing, and some of them feature piercing, and they never really talk about on the show where, okay, yeah, this was weeks in the in the making, you know, drawing and consulting and emails and scheduling, and I think people think that it's the same thing with piercing is that, you know, I saw something cute online, I want to recreate it, I should be able to just walk in and, and get it in 15 minutes, but... It's really important, just like you said, to sit down and talk about not only their anatomy and the jewelry they want, but their their lifestyle. You know, so if someone if someone does MMA or someone does sports or, you know, I, I've had really uh, frustrating situations where, you know, I've done some really cool piercings on people and then they say, oh, I'm, I'm going on vacation next week and I'm going to be swimming in the ocean every single day or I'm a lifeguard. You know, is it OK if I get this soaking wet in pool water tomorrow? And you know, I have to say, you know, no, like, you know, and it was listed on my release form, but I feel like that's a fault of mine for not really sitting down and drawing it out completely with, with uh, more of a lengthy consultation. Yeah, and, and the piercers and front end staff I work with here know that I, I want to talk to all of those people. So if you want more than one piercing from me, I want to come out and talk to you. It might only be a five minute conversation, but I want you to know what you're getting into. That, that idea of full informed consent. Um, and I definitely see that um, with, with reality TV, too. People, you know, well, I have, want this cover-up. I have this picture on the show. They, they drew it, and they did it in two hours. And, and in reality, that's just not a possibility. Yeah, and especially in a day where, uh, you know, the, the jewelry supply chain, you know, so if you need a custom component, you know, <clears throat> it could be a, a few weeks or a few months before you actually get it in stock. So it can be really difficult. Um, you know, one, one good way to approach it is to say, uh, okay, you know, um, I'm going to show you these projects that I've personally done, but I'm also going to show you how they started. So if you're a piercer out there listening and you, you do project pieces, take pictures of every step of it, not just the final one that you want to post on Instagram. You know, take pictures and say, okay, we had to heal it with these for four months, and then we had to shorten the posts, and then we sized everything up once all the swelling was down, and then we ordered these custom components and put everything together, and this is the final result. You know, it doesn't have to be on every picture you put online, but you should at least have something representative of that in your hard copy portfolio in the studio or, or maybe on your website or, you know, find some way to, to really explain that to clients looking for that type of work that this isn't something that you can just walk out the door with today. This is something that's going to take a little bit of, of time on your part. Um, yeah, and I, I find for me I work that into to that consultation. I say, you know what, we're going to pierce you with what we consider some basic jewelry, so it might still be a, a prong set jewel or something sparkly but more basic, and we'll take those measurements today, 
And when it's healed, your jewelry will be here for us to put in. Um, because we are, being in Canada, waiting a little bit longer for that jewelry. I also find that it, it makes my clients, I don't know if it makes them, but they tend to take a little bit care of their, better care of their project. Um, but they also don't change their jewelry out. They know that in, in four or five months when it gets here, they will have exactly what they want. And they're not switching it out two or three times sooner just to, to try and make it sparklier or, or get where they want to go. Yeah, one one big thing that I think kind of works in our advantage now with long jewelry wait times is sometimes that can line up pretty nice with piercing heel times. So if somebody wants some big crazy thing in the ear, I can say, well, you know what, um, it's going to take a fair amount of time for, for jewelry, especially if you're going to be going through like one of the, the high-end gold vendors. You know, sometimes they're going to need to design it on a computer and then they're going to need to cast it and then they're going to need to order special gems and all these different things. You know, that could take three or four months. And at the same time, your piercing is going to be more or less healed and around the same time. So why don't we do your piercing with some in-stock jewelry that you like today? Then we'll start to talk about your custom order. And then once that comes in, I'd be happy to install it for you and, and all those things. So you know, it can work good to, to keep the client invested. But I've I've also definitely noticed that as long as you fully make the client aware at the beginning, you know, this is the care that's going to have to go into it if you want to be able to achieve this this look at the the end. Clients really tend to to get serious about it because they know that it's an investment and they don't want to spoil their investment by, you know, putting in some some lower quality jewelry or trying to change it themselves too soon or things like that. You know, the more information the client has, the more success you're going to have as a piercer. I agree and I do um sometimes I don't know if I'd call it a cooling off period, but I have people that'll come in and, you know, I want this five point project and they're super excited and we'll do that consultation. And I don't necessarily feel that they fully understand what they're getting themselves into. So I'll be like, you know what? Um, I need to do some work on my part to make sure that everything is going to be where it needs to be. I want you to come back and see me tomorrow, giving us that 24, 48 hours, depending on schedules so that they can really think about it, make sure that they have no extra questions that they want answered and things like that. And I know that they're fully committed to that project we're getting into. Yeah, exactly. And especially, um, I don't know, have you ever entered Earmageddon? No. <laughs> yeah, see, okay, I, 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 I get the chuckle because when I look at those pictures, first off, to, to anyone listening, if they're not aware of what Earmageddon is, uh, there's a body jewelry company in California named Industrial Strength. They're a really fantastic high-end company, and every year they sponsor a contest about creative ear projects. They call it Earmageddon. It has a panel of experienced piercers, and they, they judge the fanciest piercing, but not also just how cool the project is, what its viability is, and, and is it actually going to be able to heal like that. And when I look at those pictures, I don't think like, Ooh, that's so cool looking. I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, that all the planning that went into that. Because, you, you know, like when Luis or like Rob Hill or, or somebody pulls off those really cool projects, like that wasn't a day one thing. No. Sometimes it could be like six months of, of healing and planning and ordering and, you know, custom augmenting jewelry so that it fits the client just right. And I think that's more impressive than than even the final results can be sometimes. Uh, I, I, I definitely agree, and, and even people like uh, Chrissy Schull, she kind of took me through her process, and, and I work the same way now. I actually take a picture of, of my client's ear, uh, and then I do tracings and drawings of it, real life size, and get out rulers and measuring tapes, and, and I'm measuring to the, the closest millimeter, or three sixteenths of an inch, so that... Nerd. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but, but that just you know, shows that, you know, um, you take it seriously, you know. So, I mean, any any tips and tricks you can add into it is only going to make the, the end project more successful. You know, nobody is going to fail because they tried too hard and, and you know, they, they took too many extra steps and too many precautions. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really impressive, like, the, the level of work that, that goes into that. I just, you know, talking with Luis about how he plans out some of his projects, I, you know, I... Sometimes I really like those moments where I'm like, okay, I, before we had this conversation, I thought I was a really experienced piercer, and now I realize that I don't know what I'm doing, so thank you. Yeah, and, and your projects are one of those things where you're going to get in, in, in contests like that as a whole, so not just that one, but, but large, larger scale contests like that bring out the best and the worst, I feel like. It brings out the most precise technical abilities and piercers that, that deserve to win those competitions, but I also feel, unfortunately, it brings out the masses of the people that, that want to win but don't understand those minute technical Yeah, the people who think, like, success in, in a contest like that is entirely based on how much stuff you can cram into one ear. Yeah, and and it comes so much to the fit of things. So even if, if you know, you, your angles are bang on and, and technically that piercing has been executed perfectly and then you stick a 22-pound hunk of jewelry on there, it's still not going to be healable. Um, yeah, I, I think my, my favorite, my all-time favorite Armageddon entry, um, and I don't even know if it was for last year's or if it's something that Luis is, is planning out, but if you saw the one where it was like three sort of vertical industrials with black marquee cut stones in it and it and it perfectly formed to the ear and it was just it was just so clean and it was so impressive and I think it was only maybe like you know, six six individual holes total, but it just works so perfect with the ear. It was, it was fantastic. I think I think another project you're talking about it goes from a conch to a helix. Yeah. Um, with these like black marquee cut and I think he like anodized everything bronze but it just looks so so clean and so classy you know and, and it really just showed off his level of of technical achievement but then in regards to that project alone he he admitted that it was harder than he thought it was going to be and it, it took him more than one set of jewelry to get that that piece just right um, oh yeah I bet yeah and I think that speaks a lot to to piercers as a whole. You know if you're not happy with something or it isn't a hundred percent, don't let it walk out the door. Do what you have to to make it perfect, yeah, exactly. like when you go through all that effort, you don't want to give the client a so so project at the end, like you want to give them something impressive that's gonna be basically a, a walking business card for you uh, and that's exactly what Louise uses them for. He's got yeah, exactly. his marketing down pat. So that pretty much wraps us up for this one. My website is precisionbodyarts.com, and you can find more of these podcasts on piercingwizardpodcast.tumblr.com. And thanks for being part of this today, Kendra. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Bye.